0: and you're listening to Practice. I'm your functional systems integrator, and this is my podcast where practice is not just the theme of the show, but also the whole purpose behind it. I'm using this platform to practice podcasting and practice speaking in general, while espousing half thoughts and providing unsolicited advice. So every week, I'll be talking about my experience with this process, along with various lifestyle practices, as well as theories and ideas behind the virtue of practice itself. Make sure to check out the detailed show notes for this episode where I'll follow up on all the things I could have done better. You can find that and more info about this whole project at forcesofequal.com practice. And as always, I'm fortunate to be here with my practice partner and partner in life, Pam. Hello. And today is Sunday, April 26th, 2020. We're coming at you from sunny SoCal. And it's been pretty warm this week out here, huh? It's
1: been hot.
0: Yeah, today it's like hitting 85.
1: Mm -hmm. We hit 93 a couple days ago.
0: Yeah, so it's nicer than last week when it was cloudy. (laughs) It's getting to be our summer. It feels like vacation. And it's been quite a productive week for me on the... Productive front? (laughs) (laughs) On the producing front? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say on the podcast front, but I've been productive across a whole bunch of different projects. So let's get right into it. We'll start with our podcasting segment, and this is the segment where I talk about my my process, my progress.
1: All of those things.
0: Yeah, I'm still (laughs) practicing talking, so... (laughs) This is a segment where I talk about my progress with this practice of podcasting. That's almost a tongue twister. It is. So, actually, something that I forgot to mention last week was the process of getting practice published in the podcast directories. So, I think I talked about a couple weeks ago the hosting for the podcast, and I'm using Castos for hosting, which integrates really well with WordPress, my favorite content marketing, content management system, CMS. And the directory submission process is separate from hosting. So once you get your podcast hosted, this is where your audio file lives, basically. And the directories pull the audio from the hosting. So like Apple and Spotify, they don't own or host your audio they just pull it from wherever you're hosting it Mm -hmm. and then the directories allow you to search for various podcasts and are there to play your podcasts Mm -hmm. so of course you need to show up in Apple podcasts or Spotify or whatever directory that people are using in order for them to find your podcast And I mentioned a couple weeks ago that the submission process was easier than I thought. It was basically just adding your RSS feed, which is the feed that pulls up your podcasts, Mm -hmm. your episodes. And all you have to do is submit that URL. Uh, Some directories, you have to register for an account. But once you do that and enter your RSS feed URL, and that's pretty much it. But the thing is that some of them take longer than others to approve your feed. And so, that's something that I wasn't prepared for. So, you know, I've been talking about sharing this podcast on social media and stuff like that, but I had to wait for it to appear in the directories first. Mm. So, some of them actually took about a week and others took like a day or two. So, it varies across the board. And I'll include some notes, maybe in the show notes, but for sure in the Agile podcasting guide that I'll be producing on, in terms of directory submission and timing and stuff like that. So one good tip that one of our consultants, I guess, gave us for podcasting and publishing is to publish a trailer for your podcast and that way you'll have your podcast showing up in the directories before you publish your first episode.
1: So you can do that trailer so that you can submit it everywhere and then you continue working and when you're ready to have your first episode out you don't have this delay you can just hit publish and the first episode shows up everywhere.
0: Right exactly so that's something that is good to know. And moving on, the... Oh, actually, not moving on yet, in terms of the directories. So, I originally was just going to call this podcast Practice. And, I mean, that's still the official title. But once I submitted it to the directories and I started trying to find (laughs) Practice, I quickly discovered that there are many podcasts with the (laughs) word Practice in it. Yes. So, (laughs) it was difficult to find mine if I could find it at all. And I think it being brand new, there's not much cachet or data behind my feed yet. So I'm not sure what all goes into the algorithms that the podcast directories use. It looks pretty basic compared to like something like Google search, but yeah, they all seem to have different formulas that they use to show you results from your podcast searches. So different directories, I found that, you know, sometimes if I just search for practice, my this, pra- this podcast will come up. <laughs> and sometimes I'll have to search for practice and forces of equal, which is what our podcast is under, our brand forces of equal. <laughs> and so I decided to make the title practice with CK for the podcast directories so that it's a little more specific and easier to find. And I did that like the day after I submitted. So I think I showed up in one of the directories. I think it was actually Stitcher. I showed up really quick and I saw that it was difficult to find just practice so I quickly changed it up to Practice with CK, and it's, it's much easier to find now. And so all you have to do is type in Practice with CK in whatever podcast player you're listening to, and it should show up. And actually, some of them, Spotify is really slow at updating their feed. So I don't know if it's because mine is new or just they're behind, but Spotify seems really slow. I don't think last week's episode has even showed up in Spotify yet. Hmm. So that's, and that's been a week. I published that on Monday. Wow. So I'm not sure what's going on there, but.
1: So that's something to keep in mind. If you're starting a podcast, I um, mean, you have a name in mind, think about how people will find it. If it will be easy for them to search and find you. And also just go search yourself and see if there's already a podcast named that, or if there's ones that are really similar.
0: Right. Exactly. And on that front in, in, terms of like marketing podcasts or having you know trying to attract an audience or whatever I may not be the best example like this practice podcast may not be the best example for that because I'm not necessarily so tied to gaining a huge audience this is more about the practice Mm -hmm. and hopefully I can help provide an example for people who want to do something similar or, you know, just dive into something. So, you know, my motivation for this isn't necessarily to gain a huge audience. It's more to practice speaking and practice podcasting for other podcasts that I do want to gain an audience for.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah, this practice podcast specifically is maybe a little different from what, you know, others' goals may be. So, yeah, just keep that in mind when I'm talking about all this stuff about podcasting and agile podcasting. So, now, moving on. (laughs) Speaking of goals. Yeah, exactly. So, the goals I had from last week were to release this episode by Monday, the next day, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which I did. And actually, I almost released it the day of that we did the session So I wasn't really planning on it, but I just ended up getting back on the computer. And oh, I remember now I kind of got bored with a research paper that I was reading (laughs) and got distracted with this project Mm -hmm. and just started doing it. And so I could have published the episode that same day if I had planned to, I ended up kind of getting to other things and running out of time, but I did publish it on Wednesday. I did publish it on Wednesday. You published Wednesday. it on Monday? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so I don't know where Wednesday came from.
1: So you've um, streamlined the process enough that you can turn these episodes around within the yeah. same day, if not by the next day.
0: Right, exactly. So I think this week, I'm going to try to publish the episode today after the session. Cool. See how that goes with that intention (laughs) so another goal that I had from last week was to get more involved with social media and I did that it's still slow and it's still a slow and incremental process but I'm making progress and I think I shared across all platforms that I'm on so I shared on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I think I shared on Instagram. I don't remember.
1: I didn't see Maybe it. not. <laughs> I, okay. I have a related goal f- about your social media for myself, which is oh. that um, I'm trying not to tell you, hey, you need to look at Twitter or so-and-so <laughs> replied to you because then it becomes my responsibility. <laughs> or yeah. I feel like it's my responsibility to get you on there, whereas it needs to be your... Right, your habit and your thing, and, and <laughs> so that that was a goal for me last week is to not tell you about things that were going on on <laughs> on your social media.
0: That's interesting, <laughs> but I'm glad you're excited to tell me about things that are going oh, on. I yeah, am absolutely, my, <laughs> but yeah, it's still a slow progress, uh, progressing slowly. But I'm sharing more and more, and it's getting easier to share. Now that I'm doing more and I'm getting some feedback from it, which is great. Yeah. And the feedback has been great. And yeah, so it's exciting that I'm reaching people and people are interested. And, you know, I just want to say that this isn't for everybody. And I understand that. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know how interested I would be in (laughs) this if someone else was doing it. But yeah, it's... The motivation is not, you know, how many people are going to be interested. It's to find the people that are interested. Mm -hmm. And, you know, again, we were talking about push versus pull identity a couple weeks ago. And this is more about me putting myself out there and trying to pull in like-minded people or people who have some kind of related interest in what I'm doing here. So yeah, we're just still going along with that and I'm comfortable with that. And we'll see where that takes us. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's all I had for, oh, actually. Okay, so goals were to release the episode by Monday. Um, New goal is to release it today, by today, end of today. And I was also trying to get more into social media and I'm still gonna continue to do that. And so the third goal from last week was to tighten up the website. And that's just been going great. Like I've been working on a lot of website building this past week. And you know, the, this agile process has been a total revolution for me because like I can't believe I got this website up and it's, I mean, I've been trying to put out a minimum viable product But this thing's almost fully hashed out. (laughs) Like, it was minimum viable maybe a week or two ago. And now it's pretty much complete. Like, I can't believe I got this all out within two months, basically. And there's so much content that's coming out of this, out of these sessions of recording Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you guys haven't checked out the show notes yet, or the website yet, go check them out at forcesofequal.com slash practice. And the, this, sh- like- the show notes are actually my favorite part. <laughs> so I encourage people
1: to look through them and see CK's commentary.
0: Yeah. And I think that's another thing, like this session where we're recording is just more or less a conduit for additional content. So, you know, I provide links to science and other things that I talk about within the show notes. And I provide clarification, some (laughs) self-psychoanalysis, and, you know, elaboration on some processes. So, yeah, and I'm hoping to produce more and more content around that kind of stuff. So, yeah, this audio recording that you're listening to is just like one piece of this puzzle. Mm -hmm. So yeah, check out the website, let me know what you think. And so now I think my goals for this coming week are just to kind of keep things going as they are. Uh, Something new would be trying to release the episode on the same day. But other than that, you know, I just wanna keep progressing with social media and maybe tweak a little bit here and there with the website, uh, try to figure out a little bit more with the content strategy, but, pretty much just kind of go on cruise control for the next week and work on other projects that kind of spurred on from this one. So yeah. That's the plan for now. Cool. So now as we move on, we're going to the free talking segment. And this is a segment where I practice speaking by making tangent salads about the half thoughts currently occupying my mind. And if you're new to tangent salads, these are basically just free thoughts that start with a topic, and I start going down a rabbit hole, and I may go on a tangent and start going down different rabbit holes, and eventually just go on a whole bunch of different tangents, hopefully sticking to the main topic or circling back somehow.
1: That's my job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but who knows where this is going to go. So, I'm a little nervous about today, and I want to try to keep it concise. Like, I was thinking, you know, we'll just let things go, let it fly, and see where it takes us. But I kind of want to try to keep this concise, hopefully do it within 10 minutes. Oh, man, my voice is going already. (laughs) Uh, Take a sip of something there. So, I'm drinking coffee during the session. So yeah, let's just get started. Let's do it. So I think I want to talk about spectral potentiality. Okay. So we've talked about this before. You kind of bounce. I've tried to bounce different ideas off you. So you may recognize some of these ideas, but this basically goes hand in hand with my concept of Functional Systems Integration, mm-hmm. and it's basically the foundation of my entire thought process. So, first of all, let me explain what it is. And if you guys want more info, I have all this on my personal website at ckdisco.com slash fsi for Functional Systems Integration. And so, on that page, I have what I call the key principle and that's spectral potentiality and that's basically the notion that in any instance there's a spectrum of possibilities. So as humans, it's in our nature to create boundaries around different concepts or observations or phenomena in our lives and we do this in our heads. But in reality, this stuff is actually indefinite or infinite. So, as humans, you know, we try to match patterns and create relations, you know, relationships with different things to basically put them in categories. And where this mode of reasoning reduces things to a set of options or you know like a fixed set of options spectral potentiality postulates an unrestricted prospect of explanations so
1: (laughs) so it's let me ask a question real quick there about um why we do that pattern matching um is it does it, like, make life easier? Because we're not constantly having to, like, look at something and and go, that thing is a lamp. That right. thing is a car. Like, it, we've found the patterns, and so we don't have to th- spend all that energy thinking right, about the patterns that make sense.
0: Exactly. So, like, our brains go through tons of processes, you know, every millisecond, every nanosecond. Mm-hmm. We're just... Processing a whole bunch of information. And so, if we were to do that for everything, you know, we wouldn't be able to to do anything. Right. We'd just be thinking and trying to figure stuff out all the time. And so, developing a method of pattern recognition around certain objects, you know, you can relate things to other things that you've seen before or you've experienced or interpreted before somehow. And, you know, just continue that relation in order to alleviate your brain from working so much all the time. Okay. You know, with every new thing that it sees. And so, you know, while that's all great and helps us think more efficiently, it's not necessarily letting us think more. What's the word? Critically. Okay. So, for example, like, you know, when you're analyzing a circumstance, things get tend to get boiled down to, like, a binary conclusion, you know, whether it's yes or no, good or bad, black or white. People think things are one way or the other, you know?
1: They've had but, an experience. They're having it again, so they think it's going to turn out the exact same way.
0: Right. Or it could turn out that way. Or not that way. Right. Like, but there's a whole bunch of stuff in between. Got it. Or there's a whole bunch of stuff that may be on more extreme of those experiences. Okay. So, a perspective of spectral potentiality requires, like, flexibility of your mind or mental agility to consider not just the maybes, the indifference, and the gray areas, but the whole continuum between the extremes and maybe even pushing those boundaries of extremes and going beyond the limits of our current understanding. So it's just this perspective of possibility. You know, there's all these different possibilities and it's maintaining that mindset at the same time while you're, you know, thinking of these binary options so yeah it, this is kind of a oh man this is why i was, I was nervous so yeah it, it, this is something that i've been thinking about for a long time for the past couple of years and now i'm starting to connect like a lot of different things to this concept and i'm making like cross associations with quantum theory and even just classical physics and thermo- thermodynamics and stuff like that. And oh man, I'm not sure if I'm ready to get into it right now, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. We'll try a little bit. Let's go on an adventure. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh man. So basically, I've been, I got a whiteboard a couple months ago and I've been filling it with connections that I've been making with this idea of spectral potentiality. And I've been going on this association right now with form versus function as well as space-time. So the fourth dimension of time, I've been working on that a lot with these ideas. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) so, okay, okay, I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Do it. So there's a dimensional thought process that I think would be beneficial if people took... And this kind of expands concepts along the spectrum of Daniel Kahneman's System 1 and System 2 cognition. So Daniel Kahneman is basically one of the fathers of behavioral economics And he labels System 1 processes as, like, our innate, primitive, ancestral thought processes, like our reactive process. So this is, like, our primitive brain, like the brainstem, amygdala, you know, reactive, immediate reaction, like fight or flight. Survival. Processes. Right, exactly. And then System 2 processes are more prefrontal cortex, which is, like, the evolved part of your brain, that is used for executive thinking, critical thinking, you know, reasoning. So there's that concept and that's like one dimension of spectral potentiality, which is system one to system two. So it's kind of like an active system where you're recruiting your executive function and thinking through things okay. versus the passive process, which is more your primitive brain function and you're reacting to things. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure if I'm using the right language or if this is totally accurate, but I'm relating active processes to executive function, like the reasoning and passive processes to the reactive, like, you know, the immediate reaction processes. And then I don't know if this is the same spectrum or a different vector, but I'm really attracted to that push versus pull identity concept. And the push where you push yourself out there and try to kind of force yourself in front of people I'm thinking is kind of like an active process. But then again, I don't know if that relates as much to System 1 or System 2. So yeah, it might be different dimensions. So yeah, I need to think this out a little more. And this is hard to explain through speech. I think it would be a lot more useful to be able to draw some of this stuff out because I'm thinking in more than two dimensions.
1: Maybe you could draw it and put it on Instagram.
0: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I'm still... I mean, I still have drawings on my whiteboard that are still confusing me, too. (laughs) But, yeah, I think... I don't know. (laughs) This is really... Dense, heavy stuff, and I think that's all I have for now. Okay. But did any of that even make sense? Or is there, like, any concepts or ideas that kind of, like, popped out for you there?
1: Um, well, you, you kind of lost me a little bit when you got into System 1 and 2. But I do hmm. really like the idea of, um, like, consciously being present in what you are deciding and how you're reacting and understanding that it's not one thing or the other in all circumstances that you can look at the entire spectrum of what could be and that you don't have to do a or b or you don't have to choose a to sacrifice b like that that there are so many more possibilities that you're Like, you don't even know because you can't know. Right. Right? Like, you don't know what you don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that goes, I mean, we could, I could go dive further into that and talk about, like, uncertainty, how that relates to coherent superposition in terms of quantum theory. And, you know, we can even go into particle versus wave duality and how that, affects the spectrum. So, I'm going to leave that for a future session. Okay. But, yeah, these are the ideas that are, (laughs) you know, bouncing around in my head that I'm trying to connect and I'm connecting it more and more lately. And this is kind of feeding my philosophy on coaching. So, as I hash this out, and work on, like, the framework, hopefully things will start becoming more clear. And if, you know, there's any listeners out there that could make sense of any of this (laughs) or want to point me into a certain direction, then, yeah, please feel free because (laughs) I am way too much in my own head with this stuff. And I, I would love to get some feedback or help or, you know, additional ideas from someone or from the outside.
1: Yeah, somebody please jump in and take the uh, pressure off of me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so yeah, I think that's all I have for free talking this session. So let's move on to practicing. And this is a segment where I espouse the virtues of practice and provide unsolicited advice. So, last week I put out the challenge of taking stock of your current schedules and seeing if you found patterns in your daily routines since, you know, we're in a different time now where people are staying at home or working from home. And routines might be kind of shaken up a little bit. So if you've kind of taken note of how things have been going for you over the past couple of weeks, then, and if you haven't, you know, you can think about that now or you can consider that and try to work on what can come out of that. But Basically, what you want to do is find patterns, see when things are beneficial for you, see where things are kind of stuck or sticking for you, and, you know, you can consider how to change things up. The I mean, I know I'm being kind of generic with all this, and that's the thing. Like, everybody's different, so you kind of have to be mindful of that and figure out for yourself what's going to work. But I would recommend... Setting your schedule or creating your schedule around an anchor point. And that anchor point should be something that's fundamental to you. That, you know, that's non-negotiable. That, you know, you have to do every day. Or something that's that you're going to do that's going to make the whole day function better. And personally, I think for everybody, this anchor point should be the sleep-wake cycle. Okay. So... We, You know, humans run on a rhythm. I mean, the whole world runs on rhythms. Mm -hmm. Anything alive runs on rhythms, basically. That's probably like a first principle of life is energy and rhythms. And so if you're in sync with your rhythms and in sync with rhythms outside of you, then everything will function better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, let's say, let's use music for example. You know, if you're in a symphony and there's a conductor, the conductor is basically, could be a metaphor for the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is basically your master clock in your body. Okay. So I believe... The SCN, the suprachiasmatic super nucleus, is located in your brain kind of like behind your eyes. And so, the light is a big, they call it a zeitgeber. It's German for time giver. It's a big, the light is a main cue for your circadian rhythm. So, time giver, I really like that. Yeah, zeitgeber, huh. zeitgeber. So... Obviously, you know, humans are tuned to be awake during the day when it's light out and to sleep and rest and recover during the night when it's dark out. I mean, it's kind of practical, you know, it's obvious. And so, you know, if you can sync your rhythms with the light cycle, so sync your sleep wake wake cycle with the light dark cycle, then you know, it syncs up your bodies Inner clocks with the earth's clocks and it allows you to function the most efficiently so you know when the conductor when you're in a symphony and you're watching the conductor and everything syncs up you know the music sounds great but you know if you're not following the conductor and someone's off a beat or and then you know someone else gets off a beat it's just a whole mess <laughs> of noise So, you know, if you can sync your body's clocks to the conductor or the SCN and sync it to your external forces, the Earth's light-dark cycle, then, you know, your body will be in symphony with itself and with the environment. So this just allows you to sleep better. It allows you to function better. It allows your brain to work better.
1: Digestion is better.
0: Digestion's better. You know, digestion's on a clock. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you can anchor your schedule to the sleep-wake cycle, and ideally you want to sleep and wake up, you know, you want to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day or close to the same time, even on weekends. Mm -hmm. And if you can line up this cycle, then... Yeah, like I said, everything's more efficient. Everything's in sync in symphony per se. So, yeah, I think that's the challenge for this coming week that I want to put out there is to figure out your sleep-wake cycle. And I understand that, you know, not everybody can line it up with the light, light-dark cycle. But if you can figure out like a consistent schedule, then that'll help you be in more sync, you know, with all your own organ systems and the systems outside of you as well. So I think that's what I have for practicing. All right. So I think that's all for now. Great. Just rolled right right through, (laughs) hit all the segments. So, yeah, I guess we'll save more on spectral potentiality for next week. I almost even forgot the name of it myself, and I made it up. (laughs) So thanks for joining me on this adventure of positive reflection, agile podcasting, and functional lifestyle optimization. Pam, where can people hit you up?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Pamela underscore Lund.
0: And you can hit me up on Twitter at CKDisco. And again, make sure to check out the detailed show notes for this episode at forcesofequal.com slash practice. Let me know what you think of the website, and if you have any feedback or suggestions or...
1: Or if you want to talk to CK about spectral potentiality.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. (laughs) Let's make spectral potentiality a trending topic. (laughs) How awesome would that be? Alright, well, so that's all for now. I hope you guys come back next week and keep on practicing. Toodaloo!